All right. So this is the programming one. And I'm trying this because I really, I know the solution to my problem. The solution to my problem is to write out a giant blog post about my problem. I've talked about that on here before. It's a solution to like every problem. But that's pretty involved. Wouldn't it be great if I could just hit record on this podcast, babble for 10 minutes, and then have the solution? Wouldn't that be great? That's why we're here today, folks. Buckle up. So I added, hmm, where do I, how do I start this? You got a live wire component and, or a blade component. You know how you push scripts to a stack in blade? So if you want to like load some third-party CDN JavaScript library or something, you push the scripts to the stack. It loads in the head tag of your page. And then when you load the page, it's available. In Livewire, you can do that, but there's some caveats. Like, what if the Livewire component is loaded after the initial page load? Like, let's just say it's a lazily loaded component. There's no stack for it to push to in the back end, so it just gets thrown away. So that's no bueno. we got to fix that. Then there's the second problem of if you have a script in your Livewire component, a script tag, an inline script tag, where you're doing stuff, you might want to define like an Alpine uh, directive or something to be used inside of that component. However, the problem with that is that that if that script runs on page load, like if it's just a normal script tag in the body of the page, it's going to execute right away, often before Livewire and Alpine have finished loading. So you need to add a document.add event listener alpine colon init or livewire colon init or DOM content loaded to wait for that thing for that thing to be fired so that then you can register your thing, right? Like you've probably done this before. Um, those are just common patterns outside of livewire. And then there's another problem with that. If you uh what's the other problem? Yeah, okay, so now if you do that, you have okay, solution, fine. Do your alpine init. DOM content loaded. Now, if you want to load that component lazily, you're listening for DOM content loaded. That's never going to get fired because the page is already loaded. So you're really stuck in a place where, yeah, it's pretty restricted. Okay. My solution to this, after lots of brainstorming and streaming and talking to people, is at assets and at script. You declare at assets from any Livewire component and you put any assets in there script cdns link you know css cdns just referencing stuff that you would normally load in the head and then you have at script which is a script directive and inside that you put an inline script and that's where you do all the javascript for that component so the assets are only going to get loaded once per page load you're guaranteed that even if you have multiple of the same component because you don't want to load assets multiple times but the script tag is going to load every time for every component instance if you use the script directive and so in that and it runs at the right time that's the really important thing it runs before livewire initializes that component so you can do any javascript tweaking or setup right in that script tag and it will run at the right point in time and then the rest of the component will load having that script available so there's an order to things here we need the assets to load very first then the script right before the component is loaded and then the component can load so those are that's the order of things so i wrote this and the way i ended up doing it was i take your assets and scripts and i put it inside an effect i don't know if you know what effects are in livewire basically 
anything in Livewire that has some browser side effect. So on the server, if you do like this arrow redirect, that's an effect to redirect. Even every HTML re-render the morph DOM, that's an effect. It's stored in this little payload called effects and its key is HTML. And then there's the new HTML on the page. So it's everything that's not the snapshot of your component is an effect because it's a side effect. It's not stateful. It's just a do a side effect. If you have a URL tracking, that's an effect. Everything that's kind of like that is an effect in LiveWire's core. Okay, so I make these assets and scripts an effect. So if you load these assets, if you have assets and scripts, they get thrown in the effects pile. And then on the front end, they get processed as effects. And effects are processed before the component is initialized. So this is fine. You throw the assets, you throw the scripts in the effects, you're good to go. And we were good to go. But then somebody reported, and it's funny, I actually broke my own documentation site and didn't know it by switching to this scripts asset strategy. If you load a remote JavaScript file like Pickaday, and it's funny, I never use Pickaday and I don't even recommend it, but it's just the one that I always pick on for a CDN. If you load a CDN for some JavaScript library in your assets, here's the problem. The browser won't load it synchronously, where if you attach a JavaScript, like a script tag onto a page, it will evaluate that code synchronously, meaning it will hold up the rest of the execution of the script until that JavaScript runs. However, if you inject a script tag that's referencing a remote JavaScript file like Pickaday, it isn't synchronous. So here's the problem now. Remember I told you this order that's really important is that assets get processed, then scripts get processed, then your component gets processed. There's a problem now because assets will get processed, but the browser is going to asynchronously fetch that JavaScript and evaluate it when it comes back. So now you have this problem where the script is getting processed before the asset came back from the server and is actually executed. So then you get all these, you're back to the problem of that issue with things being undefined. And then you need some sort of event listener to wait till that thing is defined. So I, I have a dilemma. There's a dilemma. I guess, broadly speaking, it's, I think you want everything to hold up until those assets are loaded. That's how a normal browser page works. You know, if you have a bunch of expensive JavaScript, your page isn't going to be interactive until all that JavaScript is loaded, you know? Yeah. So if you lazily load a component on the page, so the first load is doesn't have the component, it's quick and fast, then a new LiveWire component shows up on the page with an asset. I need to wait for that asset to get fetched and executed before I continue on with the, with the LiveWire lifecycle, running the scripts, morphing the HTML, initializing the new component, that kind of thing. So, yeah. So that, I, guess there's, I guess there's the broad problem of, do I explore some other option where I'm not holding up LiveWire based on these remote assets? Because there's probably some really interesting stuff there. Somehow, I don't know. But what I think I need to do, I don't really see another way to do it. I think I need to pause execution and make it sort of synchronous. So here's the problem with that. 
what would be so easy, you can actually, you can make AJAX requests that are synchronous, meaning they hold up the execution of JavaScript until they're completed. So I could get, I could intercept those assets. I could generate, you know, the HTML or whatever, find the, the script tags and the link tags, go through them, be like, does this have a source attribute on it? It does. Get that URL from that source. Use an XHR, the you know JavaScript's XHR API. You can't use fetch. That's asynchronous. Use XHR to synchronously fetch this thing. Get the content back, and then eval it using like the dangerous JavaScript eval, and that will kind of simulate a synchronous script tag load. That makes my life really easy. I don't have to change anything in outside of that part of the code base. And everything will just work and it'll be great. However, there's a few cons with this approach. I guess, A, if I'm spoofing a script, well, A, I have to detect that it's a script with a source attribute or a link with an href because you might put inline scripts in these assets. There might be other assets besides just scripts and links. So I have to do a little bit of JavaScript work to figure that out and then extract those URLs then I have to make sure that all the headers of the, you know, that the request is simulating a normal script tag on a page and make sure it has all the right headers and refers and user agents and whatever. So that's a little bit of work. Then I get the content back. I have to account for errors. So I have to have some way to simulate what would happen if a resource wasn't available for a script tag. I have to simulate that behavior and make sure that errors are handled in some way because yeah and then when eval runs if there's an error in the javascript is it going to be way harder to debug because it's inside of an eval is it not gonna you know it's not referencing like a specific file like it would be with a script tag it would be referencing a string of contents so that's going to be a little weird so there's all these little things that make me go ah i really hate that approach the other option so here's what i kind of landed on yesterday was like okay I think I can do this. I'll introduce async await into LiveWire's core, which it doesn't really, there's not a lot of async stuff going on in LiveWire's core. There's a lot more going on in Alpine's core. But in LiveWire's core, not a lot of async await stuff. If you're unfamiliar with async await, it's just a way to kind of simulate blocking processes in JavaScript. Um, and whatever it's under the hood it's just promises but it's a very elegant syntax so so i did that and i re i wrote like a little basically livewire or yeah livewire has a little javascript event bus so there's a part in livewire's job so all, all of these files for these features register listeners for these effects so it's like on effects and then do something so that's, this is no different on effects look for scripts and assets and then do something when the effect is triggered, that's not an that's there's not an await there, you know. When the thing actually fires the event and then the listeners get handled, it's not asynchronous. So if there's something asynchronous in those things, they're not it's not gonna block LiveWire's processing. So I could make it async await by it it didn't take as much reworking as I thought it would. If you've ever used async await, you know that if you want something way farther up the call stack to hold up from something way farther down, you have to make every single function and function call async and await. It's a lot. Sometimes it's easier to just return promises and pass those up. But 
um, I did all that. I added the the uh, async await drilling code, and so that that was good. And there's also some other considerations because I used to use async await in morph DOM, but I realized that that's an issue because why is that an issue? Because oh, this is the problem with async await. It's not truly synchronous. It puts it puts anything after an await goes on to the microtask queue and gets executed later. So the order gets wrong. It just, the order gets all messed up. Um, yeah, I wish I had more time to explain to you, like you can write out a very simple script where you like console log out one, two, three, four, and then you use await. And instead of like one, two, pause, three and four, it's like one, two, four, pause, three. Um, so await is kind of weird in that way. And when I used to use it in MorphDOM, when I was first writing MorphDOM, I was using it for debugging. And I realized that just by the existence of saying await inside of MorphDOM, I have now taken all that code and pushed it way to the end of the microtask so that all it, like I couldn't do it because I need it all to run synchronously in line and hold up the rest of the page until it's finished morphing. And when I use that await stuff, it didn't do that. Anyway... So I have to like drill in all this async await stuff in LiveWare's core, but make sure that things like MorphDOM aren't influenced by it, aren't like going to get bumped down in the microtask queue, which is a whole freaking thing. So whatever, I accomplished it. Got the test passing, was like, this is great. Had a little await in there. Oh, because when you inject a script onto a page that's a remote asset, it fires an onload or it fires a load event when it successfully loads. So I can basically generate a script tag. I can add an onload listener. Then I can add it to the page. And in that onload listener, I can resolve the promise so that now this thing is a, an actual synchronous asset load. Okay, so that worked. Then I go and re I'm like, okay, I fixed this. Good. Oh, this is great. I feel good about this. I rerun the test suite and get a bunch of failures for just the normal script and asset stuff. Just not even asset, just script. What I did now, unfortunately, is because I'm using await, even though it's not... Just because I'm calling an await function that never awaits itself, it instantly resolves. Even if you instantly resolve a promise and use await, all that code gets bumped to the end of the event loop in the microtask queue, which basically means that as Alpine is initializing the page, so LiveWire just hooks into Alpine's initialization. Alpine's going through these elements. It's seeing X data, wire click, whatever. And it's registering stuff. Okay, it sees wire ID, which means it's a root LiveWire component. It should process all the script tags, which are in an effect. But because I made that in a wait, even though it should, even though it's not actually waiting for anything, it doesn't execute right away. It bumps it to the end of the microtask queue. Then LiveWare tries to initialize, or Alpine tries to initialize, and reference something from your script tag, but your script tag hasn't been loaded yet because it's at the end of the microtask queue. So I basically kind of have two options. It's like, do something truly synchronous. I have three options. Do something truly synchronous like that XHRBS. B, do something deeply asynchronous. And like, I guess the pie in the sky thing is like, I could make LiveWire and Alpine's initialization completely asynchronous so that it can await things and everything can be blocking. That seems like a bad idea. Or C, cobble some hybrid 
where I'm only awaiting, where I'm only calling a wait when something needs to be awaited. Uh, and yeah, ah, it's so dumb, so dumb, so dumb, so tricky, so tricky. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, I guess I could do this. Effects get processed without a wait on initial page load. And then all the other effects for the rest of the page load use that await syntax. And then I think that might work. I don't flipping know. But I feel like I'm, I'm in the, I'm making a deal with the devil, you know? Like this is one of those that's going to come back and bite me. Ah, what do you do? What do you do? I don't know what to do. I wish there was a dedicated, I, maybe I make a dedicated API that's like, instead of effects, there's like a dedicated thing called assets or something. I don't know. And the concept of just calling eval doesn't sit super well with me because I feel like there's someday in the future, I, I've talked to ChatGPT about this and ChatGPT assured me that this isn't really a reality, that Chrome's gonna enforce like unsafe eval prevention CSRF stuff, CSRF, <laughs> what am I saying? CSP stuff, um, eventually. And then I have to like change all of how I do everything in Livewire and Alpine. That's going to be a bummer. But so it's like, why I don't want to just dig this CSP violation hole even deeper. Oh, I don't know. I'm honestly, I'm going to try that hybrid approach that I just pitched to you where I'm calling everything synchronously. Um, not using a wait for initial page load. And then I do, yeah. Oh, this is a, it's a Frankenstein thing. And then what about wire freaking navigate? You know, that's to me like, oh, this is going to add so much other wonkiness when you wire navigate on a page. I can't even really picture it right now. How all that works. Like, does this all just play nice with that? I guess I got to just test it myself. All right. Good talk. I'll see you.